Hi everyone, Tom here and thanks again for joining another episode of the Weekly Partner Podcast. This week we wanted to revisit and update you on the Workers' Tribunal Appeal. On late Friday afternoon we finalised the decision to ask the Tribunal's permission to bypass the next appeal court and take the case directly to the Supreme Court. We wanted to take this opportunity to explain exactly what actions we have taken and give you some of our thinking behind our decision. As usual, we've brought Jonathan from our legal team to discuss this matter and answer some of the key questions. So, Jonathan, great to have you on again. Thanks for having me back on, Tom. Great. So um, let's dive in. Can you give us a recap of the Workers' Tribunal appeal thus far, maybe starting with the case and the initial result? Absolutely. So if we cast our minds back to July 2016, we were in the Employment Tribunal to decide the case whether or not some of the drivers who brought a claim against us were workers. As I mentioned on podcasts before, a worker is essentially a category that's somewhere between a self-employed person and an employee, and it entitles them to certain rights, but also doesn't entitle them to certain and other other features. We received that decision in October and the decision was that they were found to be workers for, for various reasons. And so our next step was to appeal this decision. Is that right, Jonathan? Yes, that's right. So what we did, we, we, we took the decision to appeal and that was in respect of two of the drivers who incidentally don't use the app anymore. The, the appeal was to the Employment Appeal Tribunal, which is the first stage in the standard appeal process. As I mentioned on the last couple of podcasts, the EAT, as it's known, rejected our, our appeal. And that was based on various points, which you may have uh, read in the press, including some points that are factually incorrect. For example, um, the court relied on a finding that drivers are required to take 80% of trips when they're logged on. As you know, Tom, and as every driver listening knows, that's just not true and it's not correct. And it's actually 80% is lower than the average of drivers across the whole of London. But for that and various other reasons, primarily the fact that the drivers tell us that they don't want to be classified as workers, giving some of the ramifications it may have for them, we took the decision to appeal. And so this appeal, does that mean it's about going to the Supreme Court and, and why is it called Leapfrog? That's right. So we had a couple of options when it came to the next stage of the appeal process. The normal approach is to go to what's known as the Court of Appeal, which could take a year, maybe even longer. There's also another option which is known as a leapfrog, which is a bit of an unusual word, but essentially it means applying to bypass the next appeal stage, the Court of Appeal, and to ask for the court's permission to go directly to the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the UK. And the primary reason for that was to get the case resolved sooner rather than later. And what are the reasons behind this decision? There was an awful lot of things we had to consider to decide whether or not we wanted to appeal in the first place and two, whether we wanted to go down the normal route, which could take a number of years, or whether we wanted to try and speed things up to get the case resolved uh, sooner rather than later. First and foremost, we disagree with the decision. We think it's legally wrong, but also it's not what drivers tell us that they want. As you all know, The Uber app, both in the UK and globally, is based on independence, the ability of somebody to choose to log on if they want to, to take a trip if they want to. And some of those freedoms are compromised by the decision. And therefore, both for the benefits of drivers who want to preserve their self-employment status, as well as preserving the reasons why people choose to use it, it was necessary and important to appeal. Having reached that decision, the next step we had to take was to decide whether or not to apply to leapfrog to the Supreme Court. 
As I mentioned before, one of the things to think about was whether we wanted the case resolved quickly or whether we wanted to go through the normal route to the Court of Appeal and then the Supreme Court. There was a lot of things to think about when it came to making that decision. And it was a decision we took very, very seriously, recognising that it's important to, to Uber as well as to the drivers and all of you listening. And therefore, it was made in consultation with many senior individuals across Uber. And ultimately, we thought it was the right thing to do to try and accelerate the decision to get this case, the case about the app in July 2016, resolved as soon as possible. So one of the key questions I've got are, are what are the possible outcomes following this decision, Jonathan? The first step is whether or not we are granted permission to leapfrog to the Supreme Court. It's open to the court to, to reject that, and meaning we would need to go to the Court of Appeal as the next stage of the tribunal process, um, which will be the normal process. If that happens, we'll come back and update everybody on what to expect in terms of timings. I would hope we'd have some more information for you before Christmas about whether or not we've been granted permission to, to leapfrog to the Supreme Court. Eventually, when, when the case happens, it could happen at some point in early to mid-2018, we'll have a decision. Uh, and as I mentioned a few times before, the decision is about the way in which the app worked back in July 2016. And so we need to look at that decision. We need to look at what, what its findings are, whether it's um, positive or, or negative, and then decide on what the most appropriate next steps would be. Nothing will change about the way in which the app works today between, between now and that decision. And the many things that Uber has done since July 2016, the many positive changes that have been introduced, will continue to apply for the benefit of the drivers that choose to use the app. That's great. So to summarise then, it's, it's that we're waiting to see what the outcome will be from the back of our application. Yeah, that's spot on. And I guess then, then finally, you know, and probably most importantly here is, what does this mean for partner drivers that use the Uber app every day? As I mentioned, for now it means it means nothing. And look, an important point for, for everybody to be aware of, and I think the majority of us are aware of it, the taxi and private hire industries are, are built on independence. The, the self-employed model that is common in this industry existed a long, long time before Uber came along. And so we're appealing to protect this and also to keep the freedoms that are baked into the Uber business model, which I believe is the reason why drivers choose to use it each day. Jonathan, thank you so much as always. Anytime, Tom. Always a pleasure. And um, also just, just an extra thank you as well to the drivers listening because I've seen and continue to see messages coming through to us in support of, of the case we're fighting for them. So uh, thanks for that. Awesome. So that brings us to the end of another podcast. Remember, you can submit questions and leave comments at t.uber.com forward slash UK podcasts. Thanks again, all, and take care.